Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We're two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Tia Williams, and I'm joined by my co-host, Meredith Hine. Thanks for tuning in today. We're dedicating today to all of the ladies who made Sunday's Super Bowl literally the best. But first, we wanted to talk about girl dads. That's right. So in case you missed it, ESPN's Elle Duncan uh, paid tribute to Kobe Bryant where she talked about a conversation they once had where when asked if he and Vanessa were going to try for another boy and then like what if they ended up with another girl, Kobe said he'd have five more girls if he could. He said, I'm a girl dad. Um, And so then this tribute... This tribute went viral and caused the hashtag, hashtag girl dad to trend, um, where men be- began sharing photos of themselves with their daughters or daughters shared photos with their dads. And it's quite possibly the best thing to happen to social media in a long time. Dad and daughter relationships are amazing, and I can't think of a better way to honor Kobe in all of his daughters this way. I absolutely agree. And, you know as sad like as terrible as social media was especially following um kobe's death like what an uplifting way to honor him and to remember him and i'm saving something for my shout outs later but i just absolutely adore all of these stories that are coming out and all of these people that are coming out as proud girl dads and really like bucking this trend of like you know you know, men need to have sons. Like, no, like Kobe Bryant demonstrated to everyone that having a daughter is an amazing gift. Yes. Um, and like I said, I just love how we've been able to, you know, jump on this and make this a really positive thing on social lately. But moving on to our main topic of today, Tia, the Super Bowl, there was so much girl power from start to finish, and I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, I think we have to start with the commercials, my favorite part of the Super Bowl. <laughs> specifically the ad for secret deodorant it was one of the first commercials i think of the game um and we'll leave a link for it if you did miss it but that's the commercial where i texted you meredith and i was like are you watching this (laughs) but it shows and i wasn't yet yeah (laughs) i was still making guacamole (laughs) but it shows fans watching a field goal kicker kick an extra point and they're so nervous and it's like i think it's silent and then the kicker makes a kick and then the fans go crazy and it flashes back down to the field and the kicker and holder take off their helmets and it shows that they are women on the field. So the fans kind of pause because they're shocked, like, what, women? But then they continue going wild because, like, who cares? <laughs> but then the message is, let's kick inequality. So I think that was my favorite commercial. Besides Google, we won't get into the Google oh. commercial. <laughs> the google (laughs) we'll all be in tears if we do yeah i love the secret one too um you immediately sent it to me as soon as you saw it and i was like yes like this is exactly the type of content that i want like very topical obviously in a football game but also like super relevant to the 50 percent of women who are the people watching the super bowl uh, so thank you, Secret, yeah. and thank you, PNG. Another Procter and Gamble ad that we saw was the Olay commercial. Tia, I'm not sure if you saw this one. I did not. But it featured it featured several celebrities who, I'm going to be honest, I did not who, know who the actual celebrities were. But it also featured um, an actual astronaut, Nicole Scott, 
And the commercial was like these astronauts going to space. And at the end was the hashtag, hashtag make space for women. And I just love that, you know, obviously Secret and Olay are two very female focused brands, but mad props to PNG because I don't know if you remember the play like a girl ad from a few years ago yeah. uh, with always, or I'm sorry, it was run like a girl. Oh yeah. It was hashtag like a girl, (laughs) obviously our own podcast (laughs) name. Pay some homage to that. Well, they sponsor um, us. <laughs> but really got to pay some love to those brand managers over at PNG for recognizing who their audience is and really being able to empower them in meaningful ways. Yeah, they're killing it. And then beyond the commercials, we had the halftime show, which was arguably better than the game itself. And it was a really good game. Shakira and JLo were incredible. But of course, and this happens to every performer every year, they've been receiving quite a bit of backlash from various people who probably still believe that women should be wearing colonial dresses and knitting in the kitchen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've been seeing that primarily on Facebook, because I think there's an age demographic for this group. Um, That's all I'll say. But I just think Shakira and JLo are an icon for women everywhere, but specifically for these 40 to 50-year-old women who don't think that they can still do things like that. And I'm not talking about performing on the halftime stage at the Super Bowl, but, you know, just, like, doing these amazing things. And it's empowering to see them up there. They're like, we're 50 years old, we look amazing, we have kids, and we're going to show our bodies that we work so hard for on stage in the middle of the Super Bowl, they do all this incredible work. They do charity work. They're entertaining. They're talented. And somehow people, they're just able to overlook all of that because you could see their stomachs. Like, get over it. Um, And I also keep seeing this comparison of when Adam Levine did it, when he was the performer and he took off his shirt and no one said a peep. So it's like, it's just, I mean, we're going to say it again. It's 2020 and we're still dealing with this. Yeah. And I mean, there was just so much to celebrate. I mean, between Demi Lovato singing the national anthem, which was awesome. Amazing. And then you have Shakira and J-Lo. It was the first all-female and certainly the first all-Latino female halftime performance. And how progressive of a performance it was. And I personally, like, I was rocking out. Like, there was music (laughs) from 10 years ago. There was music from... Yeah. I was loving every second of it. And, like, we had some folks over for the game. And we were just so impressed. Like, everyone in the room, they're just such talented women. And, like... Who, like, who really cares what they wear? Like, right. they're doing something amazing. And, like, J-Lo coming on with her daughter at the end was just such a beautiful moment. And, like, kudos to them. And all the haters can, you know, Agreed. stop being on social media, I guess. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen, but we can hope. Um, but, you know, beyond the halftime show, we have more to unpack about the Super Bowl itself, like, you know, the actual game. Uh, So we're going to do that after the break. Stay with us. So on top of everything we already listed that the Super Bowl nailed from commercials to the halftime show to the national anthem, uh, history was really made this year with the 49ers having Katie Powers on their coaching staff. She is the first woman and first openly gay coach to ever be in the Super Bowl. And 
five five of the seven on-field officials at the Super Bowl were African-American, the most ever for an NFL game, let alone a Super Bowl. Such an incredible way to start off Black History Month. Yeah, the Super Bowl killed it in all of the above, um, including the game itself, which is a lot more than last seasons can say. Like, not only did it not include the Patriots, (laughs) but it was eventful. It was relatively neck and neck. It featured a comeback win. Um, And in my opinion, most importantly, resulted in a well-deserved, long-overdue Super Bowl ring for a legend of a coach, Andy Reid. And not to mention what... Yes. Love him. Love him so much. I know. Every time I see him, I'm like, I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I keep reading article after article about him, and it's just crazy what he was able to do in his second year as a starter. Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP... It's guys like him that just, like, really make me take a look at my own accomplishments, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yep, I'm like, you, (laughs) what have I done with my life? Right. (laughs) I am totally on board with everything that you said. So, so happy with Andy, for Andy Reid. I think I mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago, but last year in the AFC Championship game, when the Chiefs lost, and Andy Reid just dropped his play sheet and... I stared at the ground and it was the saddest moment that I've ever seen. And I've been thinking about that so much this year. And so I'm so, so ecstatic for him that he was finally able to get the monkey off his back and get that Super Super Bowl ring. Agreed. And plus, like, it's just been so exciting to watch the Chiefs. They've been they've really been the cardiac kids this year from coming back from down pretty much every game in the playoffs. I mean, it's just so impressive to watch them. And Patrick Mahomes is going to be around for a long time to come. I think I was, I texted my fiance several times during that game. And I was like, oh, Chiefs are, Chiefs are going to win this. And then a couple minutes later, I was like, well, 49ers won. (laughs) A couple minutes later, I'm like, wait, I think the Chiefs are definitely going to (laughs) win. It was just like, they would start both sucking like at separate parts of the game. And it was just, Again, it was just such a fun game to watch. Last year's was so boring. So we Ugh. were like due for a really good game. For sure. Yeah, everything about last year was terrible. And so this year was so very refreshing. Um, I do have a, like a pick though. So I got in a little bit of a fight with the people we were watching with because Ooh. I'm firmly of the belief that like if you have the ball with under two minutes and you've effectively won the game – and you get a first down, like you should fall down. Like I was a little concerned when um, the Chiefs wound up running it in for the score at the very end of the game because you give the ball back to the opposing team and your chance of winning goes from, you know, 99.9% to like maybe 97.9%. But still, like you're not doing yourself any favors. Did they not agree with you? No, they were like, oh, he should have absolutely scored. And then I explained my logic and they were like, yeah, I guess it makes sense to hold on to the ball at the end of the game. And I'm like, yeah, Heck it yeah. does. I'm with you on that one. Anyway, yeah, but overall, super, super delighted with everything about the game. I had to hold my bathroom break for the very, very end because I literally couldn't find a moment to go. Everything was so, so good. <laughs> like, when do you go in the commercials or during the game? I found, well, like, I was normally like... Normally, the... Ha- yeah, normally the halftime show is my least favorite part, but like as soon as it started, I was like, huh, like I am not <laughs> yeah. leaving. All right, before we break, do we have any shout outs? Yeah, so I'm going to shout out my cousin, who is also my maid of honor in my un- 
upcoming wedding um, because she's picking up a lot of wedding planning slack. And now that I'm in Columbus, I've been seeing her more often and it's just crazy what seeing your best friend can do for your mental health because I never get to hang out with her now that I live in Philly. Um, And I also can't wait for my shout outs to not be wedding related. How about you? (laughs) Well, on the note of best friends being good for your mental health, I get to go on a girl's trip to New York, the four of my best friends from high school. So so very excited about that. But that's not my shout out. I actually, (laughs) but I do have two shout outs for today. Um, So first, I want to give a shout out to my work wife, Becky. Um, (laughs) We decided to start a hot yoga challenge where we do like a 90 minute hot yoga session every day for a month. (laughs) Well, almost every day, I should say. And we went before work yesterday. And if you know, you know, anything about hot yoga, you know, you get extremely disgusting. So Uh there I was getting ready before work. And I realized that the shirt that I brought from home was see-through. And Becky was a real champ and buffed and she got me a tank top to wear underneath my shirt. So I looked a little bit less ridiculous. So Becky. And I also wanted to shout out my dear friend, Sarah, who has been one of my best friends since eighth grade and her husband, Ani. Uh, Dave and I got to visit them earlier this week and meet their brand new baby, Violet, who was born on Christmas Day. They're absolutely killing the parenting thing, doing such an amazing job. And Violet is just the perfect little child. And I really, in the spirit of what we started talking about today, I wanted to give a shout out to Ani for already loving being a girl dad. Oh, Violet. That is such a pretty name. I love that. The sweetest baby. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Congrats to them if they listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say thank you. And I'm like, I have nothing. Congrats to you as well. All right, guys. That is all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at Tia Williams. That's Tia with three A's. Meredith at Meredith Hine and the site at LandGrant33. We'll be back next Thursday and every Thursday after that with new shows. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl, and as always, go Bucks. <laughs>